0: All right, welcome back to the Fit Ish Project with your host, Lathan Bass, where we make health and fitness practical for the average person like you and me. Uh, Getting into this episode, so last week we did a part one about things I've changed my mind on in fitness. You know, just trying to really give you some insight onto some things that maybe aren't as important as we think, Uh, maybe some things that have changed as. More science comes out and, you know, we learn a little bit more about fitness and what's actually important so that you don't have to waste time and make a lot of the same dumb mistakes that I made. So we went over five of them last week, talked about some different things, you know, talked about how more isn't necessarily better, cardio being overrated versus underrated, um, healthy versus unhealthy foods, walking being one of the most underrated things that you can do talked about free weights, whether they are the best method that we can use or not. And so those were the five that we went over last week, going to talk about another five this week. So we will get into it. So picking up with this one, this is number six on the list of 10. And this is the whole mentality about sleeping when I'm dead. So you probably heard this in Fitness, maybe just in like business or in work as well. But this whole mentality about sleep isn't that important. You'll sleep when you're dead. But as more and more science comes out, we really are starting to understand the importance of sleep. Um, I mean, I don't think human nature is stupid, and there's no reason that they would have made us as humans need to sleep for you know a third of our lives if it wasn't something that was super important. But it's something that a lot of us don't really take that seriously. And it's something that I don't think we necessarily understand the impact that it has on us. Um, and I'm definitely guilty of this, especially when I was younger in high school and college. Um, but sleep is massively underrated from not only just a physical standpoint on how we perform, but also a mental standpoint. You know, it can affect your mood, your emotions, it can affect how hungry you are, how satisfied you feel, uh, it can affect your focus how effectively your brain is working, how easily you lose weight or even build muscle, uh, just to name a few things there. So sleep is kind of the over-encompassing thing that really has an effect on everything. Uh, So when you think about it, if you are making the choice to not really prioritize sleep, then basically you're just accepting the fact that you aren't going to feel as good as you could, you're not going to look as good as you could, and you're not going to perform as well as you could. You're basically just you know, saying, I'm going to accept the fact that I'm not going to be the best person that I could be. Now, obviously, I know that there are certain circumstances that are out of our control at times, um, you know, in different seasons of life can really throw off your sleep schedule. You know, I have friends that are parents now and have small children, you know, that their sleep schedules are a little wacky, you know, especially with like the newborns and things like that. I've worked with plenty of people who have small children and you know from talking to them it's pretty apparent that sleep isn't something that you have as much control over when that is the case because you're now on their schedule you are not on your own schedule and there's really nothing that you can do about that so you know in those instances you know kids especially but even like some other life events that come up maybe there's a super crazy deadline at work and you know you don't have any other option but to just get the work done there's going to be times like that throughout your life but when we can prioritizing sleep is one of the best things you can do where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck because as i've listed you know all those things that it's going to affect with physical health mental health all that type of stuff is important right so like i said choosing sleep is important. It's something that you need to prioritize. And when it comes to sleeping, if you know, you're know you not sold, even after hearing me talk about it, after hearing other people talk about it, there's a book that I read called Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker. And if you're not a big reader, he also has some pretty popular podcasts out there. One on Joe Rogan show that has like millions of views. Um, but if you go and read that book or listen to any of the podcasts that he is on, I promise you will be absolutely blown away at all the things that sleep affects just certain things like why we sleep, obviously, which is very interesting in itself, but also other things about how it affects us when we don't get good sleep, what's really going on, you know, the bad things that can happen when we're not getting enough sleep, what to actually do to get the best type of sleep. So it's super informational, Um, a lot of lot of good stuff in that book or in those podcasts. So it's something that I definitely recommend to check out. Uh, because, you know, if you don't really know the effects of sleep, like, obviously, we've all heard that it's important. But if you don't really know, you know, the underlying things that are going on, and why it is so important, then super easy to, you know, just kind of push off and not really focus on. But, you know, just some general guidelines when it comes to sleeping. A good rule of thumb, which a lot of us hear is, you know, that seven to eight hours a night is a good place to shoot One thing to note about that is if you are somebody who is, let's say you're trying to get seven hours of quality sleep. Well, you also have to factor in that the entire time that you are in your bed doesn't necessarily mean that you are asleep or even getting good sleep. You know, it takes you time to fall asleep. There's going to be periods throughout the night where you wake up, whether you realize it or not. So if you're really trying to get a good seven hours of sleep, a good rule of thumb is to be in bed for at least eight hours. So maybe you go to bed at 10 p.m. and wake up at six in order to get that seven hours of sleep. Same thing goes for, you know, if you're trying to get eight hours of sleep, you're probably going to want to try to be in your bed for a good nine hours just to account for those times that you're waking up, times where, you know, it's taking you a little bit longer to fall asleep. Um, That way you can just really ensure that you're getting quality amount of sleep. And this was something that I didn't ever really realize until I started wearing my uh, whoop band, which is basically a fitness tracker, tracks my sleep and different stages of sleep and how long it takes me to fall asleep and all that stuff. But, you know, I thought that I was getting a decent amount of sleep because I'd be in my bed for seven, eight hours. But then I started looking at the actual time that I was waking up, the actual time that it took me to fall asleep. And when I looked at how much sleep I was actually getting, it wasn't where I wanted it to be. So Again, just something to think about if you're really trying to prioritize sleep and get the most out of it. Uh, A couple other things that can really help with good sleep is keeping a cold room. Uh, We sleep better when our body temperature is at a certain temperature. So in order to make sure that we're not overheating or uncomfortable, you want to make sure that that room is nice and cold. Uh, A lot of people say you know, anywhere between 64 to 68 degrees is a pretty good spot to be at. Uh, but you can play around with that and what you feel most comfortable with. Um, But having a cold room can definitely help. Having a dark room, common sense, right? Having a dark room to sleep in is probably gonna help you. A couple super easy things that you can do is blackout curtains. You know, they're easy to install, cheap. Grab those things and it can make a world of difference or even like an eye mask. If you're someone who doesn't mind having that thing on their face while they're sleeping, that can also be another option. Having a quiet room, another pretty obvious one, but... You know, having a quiet as room as possible is going to help you stay asleep, you know, get that good quality sleep, or even like having like some light background noise. I know some people like that kind of stuff. If you live in a noisy area, even using earplugs, I've seen people do that before just to make sure that they're not getting woken up by a bunch of loud noise outside. You know, maybe you live in a city or an apartment or something like that. You don't really have as much control over the the noise levels. You can try using some earplugs. And then one of the biggest things that I've noticed for me personally is having a set routine. So trying to go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time, especially during the week, it's best if you can do it all seven days. But I know that's you know that's not how a lot of us operate. So at least having the same you know bedtime and wake up time throughout the week, Monday through Friday, when we have to get up for work and that sort of thing, being in a routine can help you know, give your body those signals and help you wind down a little bit easier, wake up a little bit easier, and you'll find that you probably feel a little more rested when you're in a set routine. Um, one thing that has helped me with that is actually setting a bedtime alarm. So obviously a lot of you set an alarm in the morning to wake up, but having a bedtime alarm to just remind you of when it's time to start winding down, maybe getting ready for bed, um, doing the things that you need to do to relax and you know get prepared to get some good sleep has been super helpful for me. It's just that little cue that just lets me know, okay, Let's go. Time to get ready. We prioritize sleep. So start winding it down, you know, and it can take a little bit of time to figure out what's actually going to work for you. You know, trying different routines and maybe messing around with how cold the room is and, you know, maybe background noise and all those different little things that you can play around with to see how you can get the best sleep but it's something that you do for a third of your life. So it's probably something that's worth figuring out and something to prioritize. So that's all I'll say on sleep. But if you have not checked out either of those resources with um, that book or podcast by Matthew Walker, I would highly suggest it because again, you will be shocked at how much sleep really impacts us. Uh, Getting into the next one. This is number seven. uh, And this one is about motivation. So I've changed my mind a little bit about motivation. I used to think that, you know, it was everything, but now I understand motivation isn't as important as we think. Uh, Motivation certainly does play a role, um, but it's not the most important role. And the reason motivation is important is because, you know, if you're not motivated, if you're not excited about your goals, um, then you're probably not ever going to start. But on the other hand, if you're strictly relying on motivation, it's probably not really realistic to think that you're going to be motivated every single day, especially when it comes to certain things like in fitness, where your goals are going to take you a decent amount of time, right? You know, building muscle, losing fat, changing your healthy habits, all that stuff is going to take time. So to think that you're going to be motivated for you know six or 12 months straight Every single day is just not realistic. That's not going to be the case. Um, there's going to be days where you're not motivated, and there's probably going to be you know a, a considerable amount of those days, especially once you kind of get into the the middle. Once that excitement and motivation wears off towards the beginning, it's probably going to be quite a few days there in the middle where you're just you know kind of grinding away where you're not all that motivated. So rather than just focusing on motivation, there's some other things that you can focus on so that you don't have to rely on motivation because as we said, relying strictly on motivation can kind of be a slippery slope. So relying on other things, you know, like building a better environment and building better habits can help you quite a bit so that you don't just have to rely on that motivation. And what I mean by that, so let's say, for example, trying to build a better environment. So, you know, something as simple as just finding a gym that you really like, maybe getting a training partner, maybe working with a personal trainer, all those things are things that you can do to change your environment a little bit so that you're more likely to do it, you're more likely to enjoy it, and then you don't necessarily have to just rely on that motivation. Building better habits. you know, Focusing on things like getting your steps in, getting your you know, water in, things that are pretty simple that you don't necessarily need a ton of motivation, but when you start focusing on those little things and adding all those things up, you'll start to see progress. And that in itself is going to provide a little bit of motivation but continuing to just progress you know that's a really good way to keep yourself motivated and not necessarily be looking for motivation so you're doing these actions you're building better habits and as you're doing that you're progressing and that creates motivation rather than just strictly looking for it searching for it relying on it you're creating your own motivation um you know other simple things like meal prepping. Can be a huge one for just creating a little bit better environment you know if you have goals around being healthier and maybe building muscle or losing fat keeping higher quality foods you know high protein fruits veggies all those type of things around and in your house just prepared and ready to go is a really easy thing to do in order to get you to eat those things and perform those behaviors that are going to help you quite a bit versus You know, if you don't have those things in the house and you have to prepare them all the time, it's just one more obstacle in your way. You know, as humans, we like convenience and you're probably less likely to do those things if they aren't, you know, set up and convenient and easy to do. So motivation, you know, it's not a bad thing, but like I said, we don't want to strictly be relying on it. And then the last thing that I just say about motivation and something that I think about a lot is just focusing more so on discipline versus just strictly motivation. And I think a discipline has kind of a muscle, just like any other muscle that you train on your body. The more that you work on that discipline muscle, you know, getting your workouts in, getting your steps in, eating higher quality foods, getting your protein in, you know, doing those things, especially when you don't necessarily want to, continues to build that discipline muscle. And as you build that muscle, it tends to get easier, right? Things that used to be hard, maybe getting 200 grams of protein in, or maybe getting all your workouts in in a week. All those things that maybe used to be hard at the beginning as you continue to grow that discipline muscle those things don't seem nearly as hard right because i know for me personally like when i first started working out and getting into eating a little bit better and getting all my workouts in and that kind of stuff like it wasn't easy like eating more fruits and vegetables and lean proteins versus like the fast food and all that stuff that i used to eat That wasn't necessarily an easy thing to do. But now like, I don't even think twice about it after it's been years and years of me continuing to build that discipline muscle to build those habits. Now it's just something that I do. It's just second nature, right? So continuing to focus on discipline and build that muscle up as big as you can get it, because the bigger you get it, the easier those things become. And the easier those things become, the more progress that you're going to make, and also the longer that you're going to be able to sustain that progress. So that's all I'll say about uh, that one there. Uh, getting into our next one here. So this is number eight out of 10. Recovery isn't optional. It's mandatory. This is also another one that I really struggled with when I was younger. Because you know, when you're younger, you think you're kind of invincible. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to focus on sleep. You can eat whatever you want you Can work out whenever you want. And you don't really have to focus on recovery as much because you can bounce back pretty easily. You're damn near invincible when you're young. But as you get older and as you start to get a little smarter and realize that recovery is necessary, you start to take note of those little aches and pains and those little injuries, those you know, times where you just wake up and you're not feeling as great. And all that is because you're not getting as good of recovery as you need to, right? Because if you don't make time for recovery, your body is going to do it for you injuries or maybe getting burnt out exhaustion maybe getting sick all those things are signs from your body that you're doing a little bit too much you're not giving it the care and quality time that it needs to bounce back and so if you're not going to do that then your body is going to do it for you I know looking back now like all the times that I got hurt or most of them that like you know were in the weight room or just like kind of stupid little things where like I pull the muscle or you know had something that knocked me out for a few days. Like a lot of those times are when I was not getting enough sleep. Maybe I was a little sick. Uh, Maybe like, you know, not eating the greatest or drinking too much, something like that. Those times where, you know, recovery was not a priority. Those were a lot higher chances to get hurt or get sick or all those types of things. So your body grows in recovery also. So you know, when you think about, you know, working out and putting in all this effort, putting in all this work, if you're not giving your body a chance to actually, you know, recoup and recover, then you're just continually just digging yourself in a hole. Because we go to the gym, you know, we think we're putting in all this work, and putting in all this effort and doing all this stuff. But you're actually breaking your body down when you're doing that. And you need to give your body a chance to actually build itself back up. So to make the best progress, You need to make sure that you're giving your body time to recover, you know, prioritizing sleep, taking days off from the gym, uh, getting active recovery in, eating the right things. All that stuff is going to allow you to make the best progress and continue to not have to worry about getting hurt, getting sick, all that kind of stuff. And not to mention, too, just from a physical standpoint, obviously, we know like recovery is important. And if you continually just pounding on your body. You're not really doing the things that you need to do in order to let it recover. You're just continuing to dig yourself in a hole. Well, if you continue to do that, obviously, you're never going to get out of that hole. You're just going to make it worse. You're not going to see very good progress. You might see injuries, all that kind of stuff, and just continue to spin your wheels, get frustrated, and that's not fun. But also, recovery allows for those mental breaks, too, which is also you know super important when it comes to something like fitness uh, because grinding every single day and, you know, really working hard in the gym and, you know, putting intensity into your workouts and focusing on all those things that we want to focus on in order to live our best lives. Sometimes that can be mentally taxing. And so I found with myself and also people that I work with that having those days of recovery is also just as much about those mental breaks too, where you can really just relax and, clear your mind, not have to focus on those things, you know, not have to really be dialed in. And then when you come back to the gym, when you get back into the gym, you know, and doing your thing, you find that your workouts are a little bit better, and you're just more focused, and you're able to really push yourself. So not only from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, recovery is definitely crucial. Um, and then the last thing I'll say about this one is just to understand that, you know, if you're taking care of your body, your body's going to take care of you. If you're finding yourself with all these, you just don't feel great little, you know, nicks and knacks and little injuries and pulled muscles or getting sick all the time. Like there's probably a reason for that. And maybe you need to step back a little bit and see where you're not you know, taking care of yourself as well as you could be. Uh, next one, we got two more. Um, this is one that's taken me a long time to figure out. And it's something that I still struggle with full transparency. And that is It's normal and okay for fitness to change in different seasons of your life. I used to think that, you know, you had to stick to the plan 100% of the time. You know, there's no days off mentality, no slip ups. But, you know, there's a reason that I call this the fit-ish project. And it's because, you know, being fit and being healthy is not our full-time job. It's something that, you know, we want to strive for and we want to feel good, look good, all that good stuff. But we're not bodybuilders. We're not fitness competitors. We're not you know, fitness model. So our whole life doesn't need to revolve around this stuff. And there's going to be other things in our life that we prioritize. You know, family, friends, um, experiences, travel, relationships, like all that kind of stuff is very important. And sometimes fitness is going to take a little bit of a backseat to that, which is okay. You know, things are also going to come up in life. You know, there's going to be challenges. There's going to be stressors. There's going to be times where you're super busy. Maybe you know you're having your First kids or maybe your kids are having, you know, things going on or you have other things going on with your spouse, your partner, like family issues, like there's going to be different stressors and there's going to be different events that come up. There's going to be times where fitness kind of has to take a little bit of a backseat. You know, like when you have your kids, your workout schedule is probably going to be slightly different than when you didn't have kids. Um, When you have a little bit more free time, it's also probably going to be a little bit different, right? You can focus on a little bit more. You can allocate more time to it. So just understanding that that's normal and that's expected, and to not beat yourself up over that because, like I said, fitness levels will change a little bit. Um, but the nice thing is that once you've established these habits and fitness, and you really understand the guiding principles behind, you know, how to do the things you want to do, whether it's build muscle, get stronger, lose fat, gain gain weight, like whatever your goals are. Once you understand, you know, these basic concepts, then you know, you kind of have these tools in your back pocket whenever you're ready, whenever your schedule. know, maybe starts to shift a little bit, you can get back into it and start to prioritize it. So like I said, just understanding that, you know, things are going to change a little bit. So have a little bit of patience with yourself, give yourself a little bit of grace when it comes to those, you know, difficult, more busy times in life. But at the same time, you also want to make sure that you're not just strictly using that as an excuse, right? Because there's a lot of people out there who have very tough situations. Um, You know, I've worked with people who have three or four kids, Work a full-time job, and they're still getting, you know, their three workouts in a week. They're still focusing on getting, you know, high-quality meals. Um, so again, you don't want to just strictly use that as an excuse, but it's okay, you know, if you're not 100 percent on track and things fall off a little bit. So figuring out, you know, what that looks like for you within different times in your life, I think is a really good skill to have, especially for those people who, you know, really focus on long-term health, uh, and then right along with this point is just understanding that, you know, something is always going to be better than nothing, right? So as things get busy, maybe things get a little stressful. Uh, Maybe you don't have quite as much time understanding that, you know, maybe you normally get four workouts in a week, but you know, your schedule is just not allowing for that. So getting two workouts in is definitely better than getting zero, right? So just because you can't get all four workouts in a week, getting two is going to be better than getting zero in. Maybe when it comes to eating, you know, you're normally like super dialed in, you have all the time to meal prep and, you know, do all the things you need to do and you eat really clean and, you know, you're really just on point. Well, maybe some things come up and you're, you know, on the run a little bit more and, you know, you just don't have quite the same routine as you normally would. Well, you don't just say screw it and eat fast food for every single meal you can still focus on getting some high quality meals so maybe instead of you know being quite as quite dialed in as you normally would maybe now you're you know you're eating 70% of your meals that are super high quality and you know you had to get fast food or something else a couple of times but that's better than eating like crap for every single meal right maybe you can't get 10,000 steps in but you're getting 5,000 in so just understanding that again something is always going to be better than nothing you don't need to be perfect you just need to do what you can do with where you're at And then the other thing with this is understanding too is that you know when it comes to like fitness and health it's not like there's you know a win or a loss like you don't necessarily have like a timeline on fitness and health it's more of an infinite game you know there's not really winning it's something that we want to continue to do for life And when you think about it on that timeline like this is something that i'm going to do for the next 40 50 60 years then it takes a little bit of that pressure off if you have you know Six months where you just had your first kid and maybe your fitness fell off a little bit, right? It takes a little bit of pressure if you have, you know, a cr- couple crappy weeks where work was crazy stressful and, you know, you weren't able to do the things that you wanted to do, right? When you compare that to the next 30, 40, 50 years, that's such a tiny, small speck within that timeline, that's really not going to make all that much of a difference. So keep that in the back of your mind as well, too. Once you, like I said, once you have the skills and the tools and you, you know, you know, the things you need to do, it's okay if you fall off a little bit, because you can always come right back, get back into it, be consistent, you know, and make those changes that you want to see. Getting into number nine, and this is somewhat about the, sorry, this is actually number 10, getting into the last one. Um, This is that the mental side of fitness is just as important as the physical. And this is also another thing that, you know, I didn't really understand when I first got into it. I strictly got into it because, you know, I wanted to lose 100 pounds. I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to look good, um, feel good. But I didn't really think about it from as much, you know, the mental side of things, which I think is most of us. We get into fitness for, you know, the looks. I would say that's probably a majority of people. You know, we want to look a certain way. Um, You know, we also want to feel better in our own skin, lose weight, build muscle, lose fat, you know, look more fit or toned. And, you know, all that stuff is really great. Like, I don't think that's bad to focus on those things. I don't think that's a bad goal to have. But the more that you get into it, the more consistent you are with fitness. Um, I think you realize just how important it is to your mental health as well. You know, building those things and increasing uh, your mental health just in certain aspects with like how it increases your mood, how it you know, gives you better clarity. Like I said, better mental health can help you with better discipline, can build your self-confidence, can help with building resilience, you know, all super important things that can be very transformational, you know, not necessarily from that physical standpoint, but from that mental standpoint of where like having better resilience is a super important trait to have because things are going to get hard. There's going to be tough times in life and being able to build that resilience can be super beneficial just to your life in general in so many different ways. You know, having better discipline is going to help you with being better at your job or being a better spouse or being a better father or mother. Like those are types of things that you learn through fitness that can be super transformational in how you live your life, the type of person you are, and just the things that you're able to do. So again, it's something that I know I didn't realize. And I think a lot of people don't realize, but fitness can be a super, super, Great tool to helping you just improve your life in general and helping you become a better person. And for me, I know that, you know, there's not a lot of ways that I can think of that you can build or make those changes as quickly as you can through fitness. You know, it's something that you can do every single day, something that, you know, you can do on your own. It's something that you can, you know, focus on and prioritize and really start to see those changes fairly quickly. And like I said, there's not a lot of ways that I can think of, you know, that are that accessible um, and that available to so many different people that can make such big changes in a small amount of time. And for that reason, it's it's why I think fitness is super underrated. And it's also why I try to talk about, you know, the mental health side of things and just the, you know, the mental side of things a little bit more in, try to just explain really the importance of how much that can really impact your life because it is such a big thing. Um, so again, just understanding physical stuff is great, but that mental stuff is, is really just what can change your life in a tremendous way. So exercising for those physical gains, you guys know I'm all about that, but understand it too. Like there's a lot more to it than that. So keep that in mind as well. And with that, that is all 10 of those things that I have changed my mind on in fitness. you know I hope throughout these these two podcasts that gave you a little insight you know as somebody who's been through a lot, done a lot of different things and worked with a lot of different people um, hopefully you can use some of this in your own journey you know picked out maybe a nugget or two and uh, can make your fitness experience a little bit better maybe save you a little bit of time and prevent you from making some of the same dumb mistakes that I made. So that was kind of the hope with this one. And then secondly, just understanding too, that it's okay to change your mind as you learn who thinks, you know, as you grow and you change. And that's something I think that you should really strive for, you know, when it comes to not only fitness, but just in life in general too. So sometimes I think it's very easy to get, you know, stuck in our ways, to get pigeonholed in these certain ways of thinking. And especially when it comes to something like, you know, nutrition or fitness, like people get very strong opinions and they have trouble changing their minds or maybe listening to other people I think that's something you know that we should really strive to do is just to continue to grow and change and learn Um, so hopefully you know this was a good example of that and just trying to explain that you know there are going to be times where you learn new things and figure out things that maybe you thought were true but they aren't or things that you thought that you know worked really well but they don't necessarily work that well anymore so don't be afraid to change and grow and just you know continue to get better and with that, just appreciate you guys listening. Uh, if you haven't left a review, I always appreciate that because that really helps, you know, to get this get this podcast out there to more people, which is the ultimate goal is to help you and to continue to help more people with this. And then last thing I'll say is just for those of you who are maybe making, looking to make a fitness transformation, you know, maybe you need a little help, uh, maybe you need a little direction, maybe you just need a plan or a little accountability. You know, you're tired of living the way you've been living and you're just, ready to make some big changes then i have some spots open for some one-on-one coaching would love to help you obviously you know you guys know my story and now my whole goal is to help other people do the same thing so if that's you and you're looking for a little help uh there is a link in the show notes you can sign up and we can see if you are a good fit for the program with that being said that is all i have so we will see you guys next week